Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I'd like to welcome you to the October 2nd episode of the bull bear banter. Tom Guinan is joining me today, and he's going to give us an update on the markets this week. Well, Cheyenne, December corn lost three today, closing at 379 and three quarters, but that is up 14 and a half for the week. March corn futures ended at 389 and a quarter, down two and three quarters today, gaining 16 this week. November soybeans lost two and three quarters today, ending at 10, 20 and three quarters, which is up about 18 week on week. January beans lost two and a half today to end at 10, 24 and three quarters, also gaining about 18 for the week. So I thought the big story this week was going to be all about the USDA's quarterly stocks report issued on Wednesday and the subsequent rally we saw in corn and soybeans. That is, until last night when word broke out that President Trump, his wife, and at least one other member of the White House team has been diagnosed with COVID. Initially pushing grain and equity markets lower due to confusion and uncertainty about the market, It appears traders have shrugged off the news for now, with the Dow close to unchanged for the day and corn and soybeans rallying from their low of the day while still finishing the day slightly lower. Regardless of what happens, the fact that the president has been confirmed to have COVID has injected more volatility into all marketplaces. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with this story and the impact it has or doesn't have on the grain markets. And with that, let's move on to the bull bear factors. The main bullish factor for corn was the stocks report issued Wednesday. For corn, the average estimate was 2.25 billion bushels as of September 1st, with a range of 2.12 to 2.57. The actual number per USDA was 1.995. They also revised the 2019 production number to 13.62 billion, up slightly. So either they were way wrong about the previous year's production or demand, or they really missed 2019 demand. Either way, it was good for about a 20-cent rally on Wednesday and Thursday before Friday's reversal. Export inspections last week were 31.8 million bushels, which was slightly above the previous week. For the same week last year, it was 16.6 million. Cumulative exports for the first four weeks of this marketing year are right at 110 million bushels loaded versus 61 million at this time last year. Shipments to China were about 34% of the weekly numbers, almost 11 million bushels. Export sales remained strong again last week at 79.8 million bushels and once again well above market expectations. Total commitments now stand at 969 million bushels compared to 382 at this point last year. Our bear factors on corn, national crop ratings for corn remain unchanged in the latest report. As of Sunday, it's still 61% in the good to excellent category versus 57% at the same time last year with Iowa remaining unchanged at 42%, as well as Illinois at 73%, while Indiana gained two points, coming up to 63%. Minnesota gained one, coming in at 78% good to excellent, but Nebraska did drop one point down to 63%. Harvested acres were estimated at 15% complete versus 8% last week, and an average of 16%. Brazilian corn plantings for their first crop is estimated at 32% complete versus 29% at the same time last year and an average of 21%. They're also expecting some decent rains this weekend, which will move planting along quickly, as many have been patiently waiting for rain before they plant. 
U.S. ethanol production declined again last week, coming in at 259 million gallons, which is down another 7 million from the previous week. This is now the lowest production we've seen in 15 weeks. Ethanol stocks did decline last week to 827 million gallons, which was down from 840 million. And gasoline demand for the past four weeks has averaged 8.478 million barrels per day, which is down 336,000 barrels per day from the previous six-week period, or about 4% less. And finally, crude oil futures have been moving lower the past couple of weeks, with December West Texas crude dropping from about $41.50 to around $37 per barrel in that time. As far as soybean factors, soybean prices like corn got a boost from Wednesday's stocks report. Even though the actual number of 523 million bushels as of September 1st was inside the range of expectations, it was about 40 million bushels less than the average guesstimate. It's also another confirmation of a large drop from last year's 909 million stocks. They also did not revise the 2019 crop production number, while many expected a slight increase. Export inspections were down about 6 million bushels last week, but at 44.5 million bushels, it's still another strong week. This puts us at 178 million for the first four weeks of the marketing year versus 116 million at this point last year. We still need to average about 39 million per week for the rest of the year. Last year, that number was just over 30 million per week. China was the main destination with 73% of the shipments headed to them. Export sales were strong again last week at 95.2 million and once again, slightly beat market expectations. This marks the fourth week in a row of sales above 90 million. China continues to account for a big portion of sales, this time with more than 40%, while our favorite destination, Unknown, accounted for another 32%. It had been more than a week since we saw a flash sale of soybeans to China until this morning when another one was announced, as well as another sale to Unknown. Total commitments to all destinations now stand at 1.4 million bushels versus 520 million at this time last year. This is more than 65% of the USDA's estimate for the entire year. For soybean bear factors, crop condition scores remain in the bear column. The overall ratings gained one point in this week's report with good to excellent at 64% nationally, continuing to be above last year's 55%. And harvested acres were estimated at 20% complete at the end of last week for the U.S., up from 6% the week before and last year, and above the five-year average of 15%. Iowa jumped to 30%, up from 7% complete last week, and an average of 8%. Our info says we're further ahead than that in central Iowa, especially to the west side of the Landis footprint, rapidly moving east. With good weather, we'd expect many to be done by the end of next week. On our What to Watch for in upcoming events, the next WASDE report is going to be out on October 9th, and it looks like we'll return to some warmer temperatures next week, with some areas close to 80 degrees. I'm sure this will push harvest progress along quickly. Long days with little sleep can be a dangerous combination, so please be safe out there and look out for others on your team this harvest. And now for Tom's take. Wow, it's already October, and this Sunday is Good Buddy Day. I hope you take some time to show some appreciation to your favorite truck driver or truck drivers. Okay, so maybe it's not a well-known or even nationally recognized event, but I always think about October 4th as the day we should use as a trucker appreciation day. I have never understood why the powers that be selected some random week in September to recognize truck drivers, especially when it's literally two weeks before Good Buddy Day. What were they thinking? Maybe they don't remember CB radios and convoys and CW McCall. 
That fictional character, C.W. McCall, was created by Chip Davis when he was in the advertising game. Yes, that Chip Davis of Mannheim Steamroller fame. I've even visited the old home filler up and keep on trucking cafe in beautiful Pisgah, Iowa. So I know it's harvest and things are busy with combines, tractors, and trucks going hard. Just try to find some time to say thanks to your friendly truck driver this Sunday. Just tell him happy good buddy day. It's 10-4, good buddy. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week. <music>